the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. And your money, I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. There's a good question floating around out there. Should you own a home in retirement? Got this one sent in, and it's, if you don't have, again, how much do I know about you is where it becomes kind of a damnation game, right? If the only asset that I had in retirement was a home that was worth a million and a half dollars, I would consider doing a reverse mortgage or selling it or downsizing or doing something. Maybe getting renters in place, subletting, I don't know. But it's an asset in retirement where your ability to earn income goes down. Your Social Security is pretty much so fixed income. Um, but a growing number of seniors now have to be you know, opting to rent during retirement rather than own. Because again... A million and a half dollar asset just sitting there appreciating with real estate may not do you enough. Whereas if you sell it, cash out, you can create $50,000, $60,000 of income from that, that asset till the day you die. So there's a lot of good reasons to own a home, both as a working adult and as a retiree. When you own a home, you don't have to stress about your rent suddenly going up once your lease runs out. That's kind of nice. Um... You don't need to worry about your landlord deciding to reoccupy or sell your home, thus leaving you out on the street till you find a new place to live. Perhaps the most enticing benefit of owning a home is the tax breaks that come along with it. You know, with homeowners, you get a write off the interest you pay on mortgages for now. Uh, will that change with, you know, our current administration or future administrations as they try to figure out tax codes? Maybe. Um... Despite all the perks of owning a home, you know, like I said, a lot of Americans are getting gray and grayer and whose hair are falling out are choosing to forego home ownership in favor of renting. Um, a recent survey that I saw said that 33% of baby boomers and 46% of seniors who are over 65 are making a conscious decision to rent their home that they live in rather than buy even though they could afford the latter option, it brings up the question, is home ownership later in life a good idea? Earlier in life, in your 20s, I always say, you don't really need to buy yet. It's great if you do, and you're going to be living there for a long term. But it begs the question, it, it throws out the idea of your mobility in your early years of finding the right job for you in the right market, and the cost of buying and selling so renting in retirement has its benefits. Um, retirees live off fixed income, so it stands to reason that the more fixed costs they're able to work with, the better. And a lot of retirement expenses come with their fair share of variables. So owning a home, you may have to put in a new roof. Renting a home, you don't have to do that. 
Um, just to throw that out there. Property taxes are something that a lot of people forget when it comes to home ownership. I own a home in the Bay Area that my mortgage is pretty reasonable because I put a good chunk of money down and then I aggressively found the right financing for it um, through my friend Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, but my, my, even though I have Prop 13, I'm late to the party. And I don't like Prop 13 in any way, shape, or form. I think uh, if you're going to base it off the price of the house, I think you should base it off the price of the house and not say, well, if the house goes up a lot, we're not going to change that for those people. So, And when you have two homes right next to each other, get the same exact city and state services. Um, it just seems odd to me. But I deserve it. I'm old. So it's true that your mortgage payment can't go up in retirement, which is a fixed cost. Um, but like I said, it's just one piece of that home ownership puzzle. Property taxes um, for a lot of people can exceed the mortgage payment as you get older. Homeowners paid an estimated $247 billion in real estate taxes um, in 2000. But by 2010, that number was $476 billion. So we're paying more and more taxes. There's maintenance, like I said, to consider on a roof. The average homeowner spends between 1% to 4% of their home's value per year on upkeep. Now, if you happen to buy a new home in retirement, you can probably keep your maintenance costs lower than the expected range. But I don't think, like Grandma, and I actually know Grandma, and I don't know a lot of people, but I, I'm not that much of a social butterfly. But I do know someone who stayed in her house, you know, I want to say 65 years, which is crazy to me. Um, but anyway, it, it begs the question of should you or should you not? And there's no right answer. Housing starts in the United States fell in July on the apartment building slowdown. That's not good because apartment buildings are tied towards lower cost homes. And then their permits that were seen in this report were also lower than expected. And permits, so what I want you to get out of this segment is not, you know, this month we saw this, is that when you see multifamily home start slump or apartment slump, it's telling you that there's not going to be a lot of cheap homes or cheap options for people, cheaper, cheaper options for people. When you drive by a condo complex and you see condo started at $699,999, you're like, that's not very cheap. But you get the idea. Um, so that's out there. Mortgage rates are pretty low rates right now, but refinancings aren't really going on. I think that's largely in part because people who wanted to refinance have refinanced. Um, a lot of people have already refinanced at rock bottom rates, so the pool of potential applicants is shrinking. Uh, college students, um, as they grow up, they're starting to see as they've graduated in March, April, and college students go back to school in you know, September, October, uh, you're starting to see a new crop of younger people having to deal with life. And like, I remember some of the decisions that you made in college weren't exactly hard decisions. You know, housing, do you live on campus and get room and board or off campus and do it yourself? So colleges charge a premium for access to everything that's right on campus. It's, it's literally a premium that you pay. There's always going to be cheaper options off campus. Um, worthy of note. 
but then again, you started losing the college experience. I did two years on, two years off, and I feel that was perfect. Um, transportation costs. Uh, do you remember when you went to college, you wanted a car, and you learned how much parking that car was? Um, so it became a very bad idea to have a car, especially when you're on a kind of a budget where you're not really working, you're studying and learning. You're going to the Citadel and learning how to kill the White Walkers. No, 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 no. That's Game of Thrones. Anyhow, uh, meal plans, you know, they're great if you use three times a day, but then you start looking at the food and you're like, oof. So I remember meal plans were crafted like, do you want 10 meals, 15 meals, 21 meals? Um, and I wasn't a football player, so my consumption needs weren't that big, but again, probably cheaper living on the outside of the college, but probably healthier options as well. A lot of things to think about when you're growing up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. A little technical difficulties this morning, but straightening things out. Running with scissors is one of those things you don't want to do, especially if you're a child. Uh, always makes people pretty nervous. Um, S&P 500, Dow, NASDAQ, all playing with records. Uh, the Dow just has been on a tear. It's just been on a tear. Uh, you get the Russell 2000, you see a lot of green today. Walmart's raising their starting wage to $11 an hour for hourly employees in the United States from $9 to $11 an hour. Uh, that's news. Walmart is a big employer in the United States. And helping the workers get you know, a good 15% raise, not too shabby. Yep. Big box retailer announced it will increase its starting wage for hourly employees to $11. Um, they're expanding some maternity leave as well as some paternity leave. Uh, and uh, the payouts should total roughly um, about $400 million. They're going to pay out a one-time cash bonus to eligible employees of as much as $1,000. Those workers with more than 20 years of experience will receive the full 1000 Workers with less than two years will receive $200. You get the idea. That should uh, help the economy. $400 million. Boom. Just like that. Coming out of Walmart's profits. Uh, Delta is in the news today. They've raised their profit forecast, and their shares are jumping on that news. Top fourth quarter expectations raised guidance, citing the benefits of tax reform in a robust demand environment. KB Homes, top fiscal fourth quarter expectations, and they expect conditions to remain favorable in the most served markets. Walmart uh, already hit that one pretty good, increasing their starting wage rate. Waste management, citing its tax benefit, will distribute $2,000 in 2018 to every North American employee, not on a bonus or sales incentive plan. Uh, we got the first-time unemployment claims today. They came in at 261000 That's a good number. And again, that continues to be the trend. Initial claims have picked up in the last few weeks, yet the streak below 300,000 stretched to 149 straight weeks. 
serving as a reminder that labor market conditions continue to be quite, quite favorable. Let's see, there's 52 weeks in a year, 104 weeks is two years. It's pretty pretty good, almost three years in a row under 300,000, right? Um, a little bit of producer price index information. It was weaker than expected. Index for final demand declined one-tenth of a percent. On a year-over-year basis, the index for final demand was up 2.6% versus 1.7% in 2016. And a 3.1% increase was seen in November. So this is pulling it back down a bit. There's some concern that as producer prices go up, that they will eventually pass through the effects to the consumers and raise prices. And that would have some inflationary aspects to it. Not really happening, though, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We don't get enough calls on this show. We should get more calls or everyone is rich. Um, do you have any questions about stocks that you own? Uh, Tom Lee, he's one of those uh, Wall Street gurus. He sees the S&P 500 rising to 3025 this year as animal spirits drive business spending. He's bullish on industrials and value stocks. A lot of people are talking about value stocks right now. Last year, growth thumped value. A lot of people think this year, value thumps growth as an investment driver. But Tom Lee, he's from Fundstat. He said, we're constructive on stocks in 2018, driven by earnings growth of 13-plus percent and a slight P.E. expansion. He shared five major investment themes for the year 2018. Animal spirits driving upside to CapEx. Millennials entering prime income years. Rising core inflation. Automation giving structural labor shortage. And blockchain innovation. He talked a little bit about the purchasing managers index numbers from Germany, Japan, and the U.S., which signals strength in manufacturing economies of developed countries. Um... Some stock ideas that he has, waste management, has a nice dividend yield of about 1.9%. We, we create trash. You pay for your waste management bill, or they don't collect your trash. Stanley Black & Decker, we need tools. Raytheon, we need missiles. Caterpillar, we need big things that push dirt around. And Carlisle Company. Um, so those are some of his ideas for 2018. So Delta is pretty big in the news. They're a transport. For them to say, we think we're going to have a good year, um, it's positive. Now, there's a lot of aspects to Delta, right? There's business fairs, which have been pushing higher. There's a busy holiday travel season, which we just got out of. There's been strong demand for seats. Delta's income for the fourth quarter dipped to $572 million, down from last year $622 million. <clears throat> So on a year-over-year, not great, but what they said for the rest of the year, better than what they got out of 2017. Now, Atlanta had a big power outage in December, and Delta is big, big in Atlanta. So that took about $60 million of a bite out of their quarter. Otherwise, it would have been a little bit much, a little bit much better. Oh, God, what's wrong with me, right? World Wrestling's in the news today. They've strengthened partnership with Astro Malaysia. Hmm. That's that's right. World Wrestling. Okay, brother. Um, but they've 
come up with a relationship. Response from a passionate fan base has been tremendous for nearly 5 million viewers in 2017, and we hope to serve more fans in the years to come. Astro is going to continue to air WWE programming like Raw and SmackDown. I don't know anything about Astro Malaysia Holdings. I feel like I shouldn't, and I don't. WWE is increasing original content production, localization, subscriber growth. They're having TV rights fees rising. Stocks up 70% in the last year, outperforming the media sector's growth of about 22%. So, that's right, Mr. T. He probably did some wrestling, right? He had to. No, he had to do some. That's That's right. Thanks. I figured as much. So... Now, I told you about Tom Lee saying the market's going to have a good year, and he gave us five reasons why. Now, Blackstone's Byron Reen says there's no way that we're going to avoid a 15% stock market correction. He thinks it's virtually unavoidable. A lot of opinions out there, right? Where do you fall? Got a big event coming up tonight. Tonight, it's going to be a good one. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's income retirement. You can sign up for the event tonight, 630 to 8:30 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Use the code RADIO25 to get into for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up tonight at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. You can still sign up. There's a few seats remaining, but it is going to be busy, so sign up sooner rather than later. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25. It's RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, it's Retirement Income Strategies event. I'm going to talk a little bit about the markets, stock ideas, minimizing your retirement income taxes. Uh, that's a big one. Good and bad retirement products, long-term care costs, and much, much more. You can sign up at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, There's a lot going on with the president. Sometimes I just want to take a couple days off from talking about it. Um, Crypto, a lot of people think the golden age of crypto may already be over. The price of Bitcoin varied wildly in December, but things have calmed down in the new year. That means crypto traders are making less money from taking advantage of different prices on different exchanges. December was a huge month for the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. It hit its all-time high above 19,000. During the run-up to 20,000 and subsequent sell-off in December, Bitcoin was trading at wildly different prices on main U.S. exchanges. And people were taking advantage of you pretty aggressively. The the arbitration boat has sailed. That's worthy of note. Um, Let's see what else is out there as far as stories go. Southern California has been devastated by mudslides that have killed at least 17 people. Um, It's pretty shocking to say. See, if you take a look at... Just the photos, and you'll see SUVs up to their tires in mud. Like, how does this happen? 17 people have died from massive mudslides in a wealthy Southern California region. A heavy storm on Tuesday triggered flash floods and unleashed debris in a Montecito, Santa Barbara, around 2.30 in the morning. Uh, That's not good when the problem hits at 2.30 in the morning. The best way you can describe it is it looks like war. Um... I've been to Montecito, and it is lovely. 
And, you know, California is just not prepared for this kind of dry weather, scorching our vegetation, fires taking the vegetation away. And then well, it's left underneath is just a whole lot of mud. At least 20 pe- 28 people were injured, and like I said, 16 at least dead. Um, and take a look at the footage. It just It's a reminder, A, be prepared for the unexpected. Northern California had a 4.4 earthquake last week, um, which I'm hearing from more and more people that it woke them up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, they don't wake me up. What's wrong, what's wrong with me? Like, how come I never feel that stuff? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, don't be shy. So be prepared for an emergency. And one of the things you could do is this weekend start thinking, you know, what happens if? And back up your photos, get your paperwork ready to go, your social security cards, your, your birth certificates. Um, you should do that because at some point in time it will happen. Um, China is going to be a big story in the new year. We kind of know that China sent out a warning and it went right over everyone's head. Chinese officials are thinking of stopping or slowing their purchases of U.S. debt. Uh, the thing is, China would be hurting itself if it ever actually stopped its U.S. bond buying. So why would China do this? It's most likely to intimidate the Trump administration ahead of key trade decisions and to emphasize the interconnectedness of the world's two largest economies. So uh, for the first time in what's been a, a big new year of the stock market, Treasury bonds spiked in early trading, and then stocks fell. It was a tiny taste yesterday of the calamity analysts have predicted would foretell the end of our nine-year bull run in stocks. So it comes from Beijing, China's largest holder of U.S. Treasury bonds. And Wall Street figured that without its demand, the price of bonds could fall. But that's not the lesson to take from the scenario. Beijing's warning, and it is a warning, is directed you know, more toward Washington than towards Wall Street. It was a message to the Trump administration. You know, We know that 2018 is going to be a big year for Donald Trump to try to renegotiate trade. Uh, trade with Mexico, trade with China, being the two probably largest headlines out there. In a sign of bad news for New York City, landlords are offering record amounts of freebies to New York City apartment hunters. Landlords in New York are offering concessions like a free month of rent. But the problem is um, there's softness at the top. So the high-end rentals, when you're spending 4000 5000 a month to rent a place, um, landlords are figuring out, you know, let's, let's do a record number of freebies. So we need to help Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn. Um, 2017 was a challenging year for rentals, especially on the high end, because the people who have jobs, they, they don't necessarily have that. The median effective rent is about $3,291, and that fell about 2.5% year over year, because there's a huge influx of units right now, and I'm seeing it all over the Bay Area as well. Investors looking for higher returns in a low-interest rate world helped drive New York's apartment boom after the recession. Because of modest-priced apartments are in such short supply, though, you're going to continue to see tenants scramble for greater affordability, and they're going to live further and further away from work into the suburbs. So that's a sign that's not great if you believe me on real estate that it doesn't always go up. 
we're used to it always going up because we forget, you know, eight years ago what it was like when it went down for three years. One of my favorite credit cards out there is pretty expensive. The Platinum Card from American Express. It has a very high annual fee of $550. But most you know, credit cards that are, have good perks do have some sort of fee. The benefits and the perks that you get from the Platinum Card of American Express, pretty good airport lounge access up to $200 in Uber credits annually, a $200 annual airline fee credit. So a $550 credit card is suddenly... 150 if you take away the Uber credits and the annual airline free credit. And then you get a lot, ton of perks for 150 bucks. At $550, it costs more than the closest competitor, which is the Chase Sapphire Reserve, and that represents a significant upfront expense. But then again, with the Chase Sapphire Ex- Express, or I'm sorry, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, you get $300 of credit plus TSA free. Um, and then you get three points per flight or three points per hotel or three points per restaurant. Uh, and that's a pretty good perk, all things considered. The Platinum Card from American Express comes with Priority Pass membership. It's a network of a 1,000-plus airport lounges around the world. If you fly a lot, it's a great perk. And if you're flying a lot, you're getting the best points from the American Express. So, yeah, I do like credit cards. I it sounds weird because I'm a financial guy, right? And I probably should be saying, oh, don't use credit. But I pay off my credit every month. I pay off my balances. Oh. Interesting. Last night in a basketball game, Rodney Hood was ejected from the game between the Utah Jazz and the Washington Wizards. As he left the court, he noticed a fan taking video or a picture of him, and he slapped the phone away. You've seen players throw water. You've seen fans throw beer at players. I find it to be pretty remarkable on how uncivilized we are. And just because you're sitting in great seats, it doesn't really entitle you to to harass people. If you did that at work, you'd be fired. But you do it at an arena from both parties. This guy's getting paid a stunning amount of money to play a game. And he insults the fans and his bosses by taking a shot at the fans. That's not cool. Um, Google acquired a pretty cool startup. Who did they buy? They bought a British tech startup called Redux, which is working on technology that aims to turn surfaces into speakers. It's like, whoa, what? No way. So let me try to explain this. Redux is a company that's aiming, trying to develop products that and systems that enable customizable, high-resolution haptic feedback in speakerless speakerless surround sound audio. That doesn't even make sense, right? Speakerless audio? Um, they're using a new technology, a bending wave breakthrough, that meant it could turn a smartphone screen into one big speaker. The company said its technology could replace traditional smartphone speakers in as little as two years, freeing up more space for batteries, processors, and other components. Being a smartphone manufacturer, you could see why Google would be interested in this. Um, and if you do a little research on Redux, R-E-D-U-X, just go to YouTube and punch it in, you'll see the technology being executed, and it's pretty darn cool. That's all I'm going to throw out there at you. You can find me at Rob Black Show tonight. I'm going to be in Palo Alto. I'm going to be in Palo Alto 
and doing an income and retirement event. I would love to see you out there. It's last year I only got to Palo Alto once, surprisingly. It felt like I'm always there, but we're going to be at the Elks Lodge tonight and CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get in for free. I'm um, going to hit income strategies, going to hit expectations 2018 and much, much more. It's pretty filled up, but there's a couple seats remaining. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Use the code radio25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Thanks for listening to the show. I promise if you listen that I'll do my best to get you enough content that you can scrap together and hopefully put together a plan and start heading towards retirement sooner rather than later. One company that I think you could still own is Netflix. Barclays is recommending Netflix today, citing optimism of the company's subscriber growth. Barclays analyst is predicting the internet streaming giant will generate annual sales growth of 27% through 2019 starting in 2016. He thinks the next three to five years, Netflix is likely to become the second biggest media company by revenue, next only to Disney. Netflix original content success will boost its financial results. Netflix bull case is at the core is relatively simple. If subscriber growth is faster than content cost growth over time, it could become one of the most successful media companies. Barclays thinks that's possible. Their view is supported by Netflix's global footprint and access to 550 million broadband subscribers. Demonstrated pricing power, growing content library, changing mix towards local content, and its increasing stickiness due to multiple seasons of established originals. So, are you game? Or do you look at it and go, man, it's had a good run for 10 years? Right now, Netflix has roughly 5,800 titles on its streaming service, and it's going to spend $10 million to $12 billion for content this year. He thinks the company's going to grow at 27% through 2019. Inertia tends to benefit early movers and market leaders and is likely to help price and growth. How much would you pay for Netflix? And knowing that Stranger Things is going to have a season 3, 4, 5, and 6, are you going to stick around for year 3, 4, 5, and 6? So Netflix got you for six years, 10 bucks a month, 120 bucks a year, times six, right? It's worthy of thinking about. It's you know maybe not worthy of doing, but it's worthy of thinking about. Uh, if you invested a thousand dollars in Google 10 years ago, how much do you think you'd have? Now, search engines had already existed when Larry Page and Sergey Brin decided to take a chance by thinking up and presenting the world with Google. The risk paid off. The pair are worth over $100 billion combined. If you'd taken a chance and invested in Google in 2007, you might not have made billions, but still your choice would have been a wise one. That's because you would have roughly tripled your money, $1,000 investment in Google as uh, represented by, I guess, Alphabet. Back in 2007, would be worth $2,922 today. Um, it's been a good 15... 10, 15 years, right? Uh, whether you're FedEx, $1,000 10 years ago is $2,100. Nike, $1,000 10 years ago invested in Nike would be $3,300. Amazon, $1,000 invested would be $12,398. Apple, it would be $6,200. And $1,000 invested in Netflix 10 years ago would be $51,966 today. 
not too shabby. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tonight. Tonight, whoa. I'm going to have a long day. Show tomorrow is always a doozy because I always sound like I'm exhausted because I am. But I'm going to be in Palo Alto tonight at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 830. CFP Chad Burton will be there. And uh, would love to see you there. Uh, you can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use code radio25. It's income in retirement. Um, a stock that had a good year last year could always come back to earth. And the stock market growth trade dominated 2017. And one strategist, Bank of, Lynch, Bank of America Merrill Lynch analyst, thinks the tables will be turned this year with value outshining growth. Russell 1000 growth index was up 28% last year. It handily beat the so-called value trade. Growth beat value by 17%. That's the biggest gap since 2009. At the heart of a possible growth versus value trade reversal is the GOP tax reform. Um, and it accelerates profit cycles. So maybe it's time for you to think of value in your portfolio if you haven't already. You're always trying to go where the ball's going. Go to where the puck's going, not to where the puck is, is the idea. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs raised their kids basically tech-free. And it should be a pretty big red flag that putting an iPhone in your kid's hand and letting them watch Google, YouTube all day might not be the best thing. When two of the biggest technology pioneers um, showed a strictness with how much technology kids could use. Um Psychologists are quickly learning how dangerous smartphones can be for teenage brains. Research has found that eighth graders' risk for depression jumps 27% when he or she uses social media frequently. I don't like social media. I find it discouraging as hell because I know that in my heart I need a vacation, and I see all my friends on vacation, and it just it just hurts. So I try to limit my uh, exposure to uh, Facebook. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I will be out tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. What is it? It's income and retirement planning. Um, I can't wait to see you there. You can check me out at robblackshow.com. It's Rob Black Show and sign up at using the code radio25 to get in for free tonight. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 